0: Talking about the two lauras. They'll be your biggest supporters. What the selling you'll need more of. I'm talking about the two lowers. I'm talking about the two longers.
1: Welcome back to our penultimate episode of this mini-series, all about how you as a freelancer can scale your business. So, this episode we are going to talk about courses we are referring to live courses so aren't we dora not- yeah not st- i think self study courses kind of
0: fall into digital products and we talked about those in um episode 20 so you can refer back to that if you want to think about a self study course but yeah live courses
1: okay so the question on everyone's lips do we still need more courses yeah <laughs> uh, yeah
0: from a personal perspective in terms of like, do you need to still take courses? Yes, absolutely. Why would anyone stop learning? And because of that, there is always a need for courses. The, the digital course industry is massive and it's just growing and growing and growing, isn't it? So yeah, there's always a need for more courses. And and yes, what you want to teach might be out there already, but however you teach it will be different and will have its own spin and will be taught by you. So it will be different.
1: Yeah, exactly. There are plenty of people out there who take in many respects, identical courses, but they do that and take away different things because we as people who train will maybe train someone in a way that they take note of something that they've not maybe taken note of before. So before you all sit there and go, oh, well, I can't do a course. There's too many courses out there. You totally can. But as yeah, with it's, everything, it's about knowing your audience. It's about knowing what their needs are. And it's also matching that up with what your interests are and what you want to do a course on.
0: Yeah. And like you might be listening, thinking, well, I'm not an expert on anything. I can't do a course. But we all know something more than somebody else. And you don't need to be like the overall expert in the whole world on something to teach something. You just need to know more than the person you want to teach.
1: Yeah. I saw something the other day, actually, and I can't even think where I saw it, which is really unhelpful. But it was basically saying you want to choose the the thing, the topic that you could just bore the socks off people about. Now, I'm not saying that your course needs to be about boring the socks off. It means it needs to be something that you, you can talk about because you're really interested in it. You're kind of passionate about it. So in the things that you might turn to like a family member and just start waffling away and you can see their kind of eyes roll because they're not your target audience, but you're really excited to talk to them about it. They're the kind of things that you will, that's your starting point. I'm not necessarily that is what you're going to necessarily teach, but that you want to always choose something that you're really interested in or you're really passionate about because that is going to help. There is no point teaching a course about something that you just feel a bit about because yeah because it would come, come across won't it yeah yeah totally so don't think oh well there's a gap here no one's teaching this i'm going to teach it because there's a gap when actually you don't give a flying who it'd be like me teaching a linkedin course it's
0: yeah just... And let's just say if there's a gap it's probably because no one wants it
1: well possibly or i don't know though there's a the, the social proof is a course that yeah, was this is true yeah no one is teaching what that course teaches but I just think, unfortunately, it's because not enough people understand it. Yeah. So I actually don't agree with you.
0: Okay, well, you know. Uh, I would say there's a first time for everything, but this happens And <laughs> um, But on the other, sca- other side of that, I think lots of people will often say, yeah, but there's already 100 courses out there on this or there's already 6,000 blog posts when I Google this topic. And that would put them off from teaching it too. And I think if there is that amount of content, out there about whatever you want to teach, that is a good thing that means that people
1: want it and they're looking for it and they're googling it already and you've just got to think about how how like how are you going to deliver that course that maybe is different yeah you've got to think we all learn differently, don't we there are people who learn by doing there are people who learn by being spoken to there is people who learn by reading they've all got technical names but I can't remember what they are <laughs> so you know there may well be a course out there about how to reels till the cows come home, but it might you might want to do it in in a different way that makes that that works for the people who who learn in a different way. And that's why different courses appeal to different people. It's you know, so don't just think, oh well I can't do that because that's been done before. Just think about how you can do it differently. Because there's always going to be a different angle or different approach.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be a different angle or a different approach. It can be for a different target audience. Yeah, You know, if you just make whatever it is that you're teaching specific to your target audience, how to create reels is a, for everybody. How to create reels for a real estate business, only people who work in real estate are going to buy that. Perfect. All your tips are going to be completely targeted to them. So yeah. it, it doesn't have to be necessarily the thing that you're teaching. It's who you're teaching it to or the, the outcome of what you're teaching.
1: Definitely. And it's okay to do something that's different to what everybody else is doing yeah yeah definitely okay so we've done like together we've done two courses now we've had our ads manager academy and we've got our fairly new social proof course I think we are both good at courses but yeah I do actually
0: I I would agree with you there I think that's as uh, arrogant as that sounds I think no, we should I, own
1: that because we yeah are, I think yeah. we've we've always had good success with the courses that we've done in the past why do you think that is i think we create courses that we know people need and that we enjoy and it's topics that we're passionate and enjoy and that's one of the reasons why we retired our ads course because we were kind of falling out of love a little bit in terms of delivering that course so we are not afraid to, to you know change things And in that case, end things. Yeah. And if you want to know about that,
0: by the way, episode six, we talked all about why we closed that course down.
1: Yeah. It definitely helps that we're passionate about our subject choice. And actually, that's probably,
0: that's one of the reasons why it took us so long to do the social proof course, because I was resistant to this course for a long time, wasn't I? (laughs) Yeah. The amount of conversations that you and I had about doing a social media course and like we'd plan it and then I'd go, no, don't do it. And and every time we had the conversations, I would just leave feeling a bit sick because I didn't want to teach it <laughs> until we realised like what it was that, that, like our difference.
1: Yeah, like we've done a lot of social media courses and a lot of them, unfortunately, have left us feeling pretty flat and pretty disappointed. Things have been out of date. Things That's Such a polite way of saying it. I know. Well, I'm trying to be diplomatic, <laughs> but if you want my real opinion... Like drop me a message. Yeah, like there are a lot of shit courses out there, quite frankly, charging silly amounts of money and promising the earth and not delivering. And and lots of people would message us saying, please can you do a social media manager course? Please, 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 please. And we wanted to, we have desperately wanted to, because we knew firsthand that the courses that were out there, and this you know, obviously I can only comment on the ones that I have done, and there may well be some amazing ones out there. But that was what was motivating us to fill that gap and to create something new. But we were very specific on what we wanted or what we didn't want to be teaching. Yeah. Which made it to a degree quite difficult to come up with the course because... We could see the board. people were asking in like the hub, which is where we kind of get a feel for quite a lot of things. We're always kind of watching and looking at the conversations and kind of analysing it all. So we knew that there were needs out there, but they, they weren't lining up with exactly what we wanted to teach. So for example, we did not want to teach people how to press the buttons on an Instagram reel We did not want to tell people how to set up a Facebook page. We didn't want to tell people how to create a Twitter account. We basically didn't want to teach anything that was going to go out of date the next week because we'd been there and we'd done that with the ads course. And so this course, although we knew that there was a need for people to know the technicalities, what we were really passionate about is making people incredible marketers and we could see where lots of people were going wrong or we could see where people had been advised incorrectly on what social media marketing was so that was our driver wasn't it that was our passion and I think that is what has made it become a really successful course because we had that drive and that passion to make a situation better And obviously, we've got a long way to go before we take over the world. But it's having that kind of fire in your belly to want to do something incredible is going to help anybody.
0: Yeah. And I think when we were first talking about this course, not in the format that it is now, when we were first talking about doing a social media course, we were kind of getting in our own way because of what people think a social media course is. Yeah. And because there is this, like most social media courses are very similar in how they're created and they do teach like the platform specifics and things like that. And we didn't want to do that. It's very hard to get that out of your, like your mind of how the course should be. And so we had to have help with that, didn't we? Because we just couldn't get past those hurdles of how we could structure what we wanted to teach without it being specific to like a platform because... What we teach in this course is it will last forever. Like the strategies that we t- teach and the things that we teach are not platform specific. If Facebook was to close tomorrow and there was a new platform to come out, what we've taught on this course would work on that platform. And it won't. the stuff that we've taught won't go out of date, but we were really getting in our way as to how we could do that without it being tied to a platform, weren't we? And I think when you look at other people's courses and you've been on courses, it's really easy to... To think, well, that's how a course should be. But who says that's how a course should be?
1: I think think people think a course should take you from A to B to C to D to E, whereas in actual fact, like social proof is not like that Mm. to a degree. There is a kind of essentially a path through it. But a lot of the learning was more about layering the learning as opposed to Press this, then press that, then do this. and yeah, taking yeah. a step-by-step approach. But well, we couldn't see the woods for the tree, so investing nice. in people to help us was key to that. And that's a bit of a theme, actually, through a lot of what we've done <laughs> over yeah. the last few years. We've invested in the experts. There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know how to do this. And we needed fresh eyes because this had been, as Laura said, this has been a conversation we have gone back and forth over <laughs> for two years, yeah. and we... We needed someone to just take all our notes in Trello, which were extensive, and basically throw it up in the air and see how it landed. So without a doubt, Social Proof would not be as good as it is without us having invested in that. But there are other reasons why I think we have always created good courses, but mainly because they're kind of connected but slightly different in that the ads course, and we sold it. And then we built it like we knew what was going to be in the course. So we, yeah, we planned it out, but we hadn't recorded the videos. We hadn't built all the lessons and the worksheets, et cetera. So we we sold the idea first, which gave us that, yes, people needed this. And then we built the course and then yeah, rest was history, literally now. And then the social proof course we did as a beta. So the first course we basically were building as people were going through it. So we were about... Oh, Always about a week ahead, which was tricky given we had COVID and all sorts going on at the same time. But we we were like one step ahead. And the beauty of that was where we could see people were struggling or would say, Oh, I don't know about this. So we would make sure that we would create a different lesson. In one instance, we've got people were asking for more information on one thing that we touched on. But the actual full lesson wasn't until later. So we moved it. So we were able to be really kind of adaptable to the people actually taking the course. And I think that is invaluable to get that live feedback as you go.
0: Yeah, I would agree.
1: But how did you actually feel about
0: us doing it as a beta though? As like yeah. re- building it as we were teaching? Well, it, 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 it's terrifying. <laughs> know who it was, was it? The amount of conversations we had where Laura looked like she was going to have some sort of meltdown (laughs) because there just wasn't enough time or there was kids at home with COVID when we were meant to be recording things.
1: I think you know to be to be fair probably two years ago I wouldn't have been as fearful as I was but those first two modules of that course were built when I had COVID and I had kids at home with COVID and so in hindsight I was right to be bloody fearful because that could have gone peaked on, you know. In yeah. that videos, I had to keep pausing when I was filming because I was coughing away. So it, it is a risk, It is risky to do that, especially, you know, we had 45 people, I think it was, on the beta. There was a lot of people who were on that course and ready and raring to go, and we had to make sure we were always one step ahead. But I think um, on the opposite way, if we'd have built
0: it and spent weeks building it, and then sold it and no one wanted it, that's a much bigger risk.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, without a doubt, because the amount of time that you would invest in building a course and potentially invest from a monetary perspective in, you know, your website or how are we going to build it, and then no one buys it. Yeah,
0: like we didn't invest in help to build this course until we'd sold it. No. There's no way we would have spent that money if we hadn't sold it.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about how we have sold our courses. So that, so with Social Proof, for example,
0: and I think this is important to say, like there's so many different ways that you can sell your course. With Social Proof, we wanted to sell it because this has been hanging over us for so many years and talked about for so long. We knew unless we had skin in the game and people had bought it from us and we had to build it, we probably never would have got off our asses and built it. Yes. So we sold it with no sales page, no real idea of what was going in the course. <laughs> we literally had a checkout, and that was it. And we did a, we were doing a masterclass anyway. And I'm going to be brutally honest. I don't know if Laura's going to like this, but it was literally like two days before we did this masterclass that I said to her, "I think we should sell this course on the on the end of this masterclass." <laughs> masterclass had already been planned. We were planning to talk about something else at the end of it, and we switched it within like two days. Might have even been one day. Can't remember. <laughs> yeah. And it was really tight. But if we hadn't have done that, we may never have sold this course. And doing that meant that our audience had to trust us because we couldn't tell them what was going to be in this course. We could just tell them what was in our heads at that point. But they trusted us. And thank you, by the way, if you're listening and you're one of those people, that means a massive amount to us. But you trusting us to do that and knowing that what we would put together would be amazing comes from all the stuff we've done before yeah because if we'd have just gone out with this course and we'd never sold the toolkit we'd never had the membership we'd never help people why would anyone trust that we were going to give them what we were going to give them you know that was really it, it
1: wouldn't have worked yeah I, I do think that you do have to have a good engaged audience it doesn't have to be massive you know but you need to have people who trust you or you're gonna have to you know an incredible offer yeah um to get people to to sign up for the beta and i think for us like you say or oh, you know we didn't know what the course was going to be but we we did we knew it was, what it was we knew what the outcome would be we didn't know yeah. what it would look like exactly so we knew our driver was we we needed to make people into incredible marketers that was what we wanted to do and i'd like to think that we achieved that. But I think you have to have that goal. Like, what is it you want people to achieve by the time, you know, they finish that course? You've got to always have that vision in mind because it's so easy to go off on a tangent. Oh, I'm going to teach this. I'm going to teach that. And there were lots of things that we could have put in that course that we had to remove them. Because it was just going to confuse people or it was just taking people off on a tangent and actually we just had to keep that focus in mind. Your courses don't have to be the be all and end all about everything to do with social media. You can be so focused and, and niche on just one particular thing which gets people the results that you're hoping f- for them to get. So don't sit there and go, right, I need to do a course on how to be amazing on social media. It's just too broad. You know, ours is very much about how to be a good marketer using social media psychology and how to create amazing content. And that was our thing rather than being, how do you be a social media manager or how to be a good social media manager? Because it's just too broad. Yeah. But going back to how we sell how
0: we sell Sorry, yeah i'm actually sure we've gone off on a tangent and um, my point with the whole webinar thing was that like you, you don't have to have everything built you don't have to have a perfect sales page a perfect checkout in order to go and launch your course for the first time as long as you can easily tell people what it is that they're going to get whether you're telling them face to face on a zoom or it's written on a you know a, a simple google sheet type thing as long as people know like what they're going to get, they can get some skin in the game. You can sell your course without all the whistles and bells for that very first time. And yes, this time when we've launched it, we do have a sales page, which is amazing. Thank you very much, Kirsten, for writing that for us, by the way. <laughs> uh, if you need a sales page, you know it's going. It depends where you are in your journey as to what you need in order to sell something, I think.
1: Yeah, and like this time, like we've just literally closed cart last night on our on the social proof course, the first one after the beta. And we didn't want to do a huge, big bells and whistles launch, be everywhere, push it all over social media. We just wanted to do it to our email and have a nice, modest, good cohort. We didn't want a big launch. We didn't want loads and loads of people. And we've done really well off the back of just having done it on email. So if you're sat there going, oh, well, I don't want to do big launches. I don't. You don't have to. Obviously. It works well for us because we've spent a lot of time on our email marketing. We, Laura Moore, spends a lot of time on our email marketing and we spend a lot and invest a lot on our list building. But you don't have to go all out there. No, but you do have to.
0: If you're you're not going to go all out, you need to have realistic
1: expectations.
0: Like when we went out to our email list, we knew how many people were on that email list. We had a percentage in mind as to how many people might join the course. And, and we were pretty much bang on with that. But if we'd have just gone out to our email list thinking that we were going to get thousands of people, we would have been disappointed because that's not realistic. So you just need to, whatever your goal is, you need to make sure that it's realistic compared to what, what you're doing for your launch, compared to the size of your list, compared to the size of your audience, how many people are warmed up to you and all of that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. And another thing I think you have to be prepared to do when you do courses is don't be precious about it don't think right I have created this course and this course is brilliant and therefore everyone's going to buy it and I'm never going to touch it again like as we've mentioned we've done courses which have been so out of date and I think you know the chances are you you know you work in social media that it's likely that you're going to cover platform-based lessons if you know if you're going to do a social media type course so you'll need to go into that knowing that you are going to potentially have to update it and potentially while you're mid-delivery of course. that Particularly if it's an Instagram course. Yeah, or <laughs> yeah, <all>
0: Facebook ads. <laughs> so just bear that in mind. Call you kind for- of need that mindset, don't you, that your course when you first launch it is beta, but it's always in beta because you're always going to want to make it better. You're always going to be tweaking it, refining it. Like the next time that we run Social Proof, there will be changes. Yeah. Because whatever we learn during this time, we will change and we'll, we'll you know, add things, take things away, do whatever it needs to
1: be done. Oh, to- rest on your laurels. Kind of it, that that course that you bash out, irrespective of whether you do it through a beta or you sell it and then build it, what, however you approach it, you you need to know that that is not the last time that you're going to. Like it was, Stuart Stu McLaren said the other day, wasn't it? He, that he's basically re-recorded everything from his course. Yeah. And that just shows, isn't it, even like the people who have had courses for years, successful courses, that they're still improving. So you have to have that mentality that you're prepared to improve.
0: Yeah. And I think as well, remember how people consume your courses like the, and we know from our, our own experience when we go through a course the very first time you kind of go through it with a, it you almost just take the top layer don't you of that learning and you sometimes need to go through it multiple times to get deeper and deeper and deeper and so we've been through some courses numerous times and we will go back through stream McClaren's course again this year for example yeah and every time we'll take something different from it so if you are constantly updating your course people will come back and they will go back through your course again because. Yes, they've done your course and they've learned that top layer, but they can always learn more, especially if you're updating that course and making tweaks and making it better.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. Okay, so there are kind of our experiences of uh, running and launching courses. So let's just give some tips on anyone who is considering your course, things that they might want to consider. Okay, so I would say depending
0: on like what it is you want to do when it comes to how much money you want to make, I would definitely do a live launch. Like make sure that you are launching at a specific date. The cart opens on a specific date. The cart closes on a specific date. So there is some sort of urgency for people to join your course and your cart closes. The course then starts obviously sometime after that, but you need to have that scarcity so that people A, join your course. They don't wait till next time. But also, so it's just easier for you. Like it makes life so much easier if you have got an end date of when you're stopping that sale, that promotion period. Yeah. Um, But it needs to be genuine. So we, when our cart closes, our sales page automatically redirects. We use a tool called Deadline Funnel. I'll put the link in the show notes in case you want to check it out. And so that means that if our cart closes at midnight and somebody goes on our website at one o'clock, they cannot buy that course. But it doesn't need either myself or Laura to go and take the page down because neither of us are going to stay up till that late to just take a page down. But if you don't do that, people don't believe you. That deadline needs to be real and it
1: needs to be believable. hundred percent, yeah. We highly recommend you sell your course before you build it. Like yeah. You want to know that people actually want to buy it. So don't waste time building a course that no one's potentially going to buy. So 100% do that and also when you build a course build it thinking how are most people going to consume this like your main course but also can you introduce anything like a VIP option for people who might need more support might need more hand-holding so that means you're appealing to different people you're appealing to people who are going to do the course they're going to implement it they're going to just crack on through it and yet you know utilize the support that you offer as part of that package but you're also appealing to people with a vip offer where they do need more handholding they want more options to be able to talk to you maybe face to face whatever it may be yeah and there will always be people who will buy the vip like we will always nine times out of ten buy
0: the vip yeah if we buy the course even if we don't necessarily need all of the elements of the vip we're like vip buyers And there will always be people out there in your audience who will be your VIP buyers. Yeah, definitely. When you were talking about how people consume the course, I think as well, giving people your course materials in different ways. So like we use Searchy. So our our videos, you can watch a video, you can watch a video with captions if you don't want to have sound on. You can just listen to the audio. You can download the transcript. And if you use a tool like Searchy, then obviously it's really easy, but... It's important to think about how are people actually going to consume this? And this will depend on your audience. It might be that your audience are people who are in the car all day. So therefore, audio makes sense. They can listen to it while they're driving. And you'll know your audience and what they need. But if you can give them options, then that will mean that they will not only buy the course, but they will actually consume it and complete it. And therefore, they will have wins. And then they will go and tell other people about it.
1: Yeah. And on that point, this gathering social proof throughout your course and getting testimonials is so so important so you not only want to find ways in which you can get feedback from your customers you know how they're finding the course because that as we've mentioned is not be what you'll use when you want to make those improvements
0: but also those testimonials and there might be strategic points in your course where you know that somebody will have a win because you've taught them something that that they won't know before or they'll you'll teach them something and they'll go and do it and it will work for them and you'll know that and if there are those points in your course that's when you want to ask for the win or
1: the the feedback or the you know the stories that you can use in your marketing and you can also consider from that social proof perspective you can consider things like trust pulse which is what we use on our website it pops up and says to people when when other people have bought the course so it kind of shows people that other people are buying it, it yeah, it kind of gives you that reassurance that you're not the only person who is considering investing it and in fact someone else has bought it. Yeah, and we'll then the add- link for that in the show notes mm-hmm. as well. Okay. You know, add to that if you've got a limited amount of people on the course and you can see on the trust polls popping up in the corner of a sales page that people are buying it, then that is obviously going to help people make a decision potentially quicker. Also going back to the the gathering of the social proof, think about
0: how you're going to use that social proof because it's all well and good you collecting all these great stories and all these great wins from your course but if you're not going to use them they're not really worth anything to you they so you need to put them on your sales page you need to put them in your emails you need to put them on your your social media wherever it is that you're promoting your program put them out there but don't just put them out there when you're selling when you're teaching that course put those wins out so people who didn't join can see that other people are having wins and then they might join next time
1: yeah and Use them to gather more. So, yeah, should, definitely. You know, so when people are having a share, maybe shared a win with you, maybe they've emailed you and said, Oh, I've just had this happen. This is as a result of the course. Go share that with other students because it will give them confidence to share their stories. Because sometimes people don't like to feel like they're boasting if it's like a win. But if they can see other people are happy to, to share their win, then it might encourage them to do the same. And that also that competitiveness in some people, people are, Well, I want to share that. I've won this and I've done this. And So that also helps in terms of gathering that social proof, which is just so necessary when you're trying to sell things like courses, because as we've talked about, there are so many courses out there. So to have, to give people reassurance that other people have bought the course and other people have had success from that course will help you to continually sell it going forward. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I would also say, think Mm. about what's going to happen after your course finishes. Yeah. Yeah. Is there something else that you can offer to those students that were on that course, whether it's more hand-holding, another course and, you know, something else that they can buy from you that will help them to implement whatever you're teaching? Or is it some sort of back-end membership where they can go deeper on whatever they've learned or, you know, get ongoing support? Because those people who you've taught are going to be, like, they're going to be loyal fans of yours if you've helped them to have really good wins. So it makes sense that they probably get a lot more from you. So make sure you're prepared to answer that need when they start asking you. And that if refer back to episode 22, um, where we were talking about memberships, if you want to
1: consider adding a back-end membership to your course. Yeah, definitely. That's always an option you need to consider. Think of the end game Yeah, as a star. Definitely. So I think they're certainly all of our top tips. Yeah. And these are all obviously based on our experiences. We are going to wrap up this mini series in the next episode. And we're going to give you some tips on helping you to decide which of these options to pick, like which is right for you so you can scale your business in the way you want to scale your business.
0: Yeah. And we're also going to be answering some questions that people have asked us on social media. So we will see you in the next episode. See you there.